This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and it win any game. It's Mike Francisco. From the studios of WFN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on this uh, Monday, the 12th day of November. One team down and one team to go as the Giants will be in San Francisco tonight. Both teams were going to play at the bottom of the league this weekend, and one team already proved it couldn't do that. Now we'll see what the other can do. Jets played a 2-7 and seven team, lost 41-10. Giants play a 2-7 and seven team. We'll see what happens. You know, it was a month ago. Jets had just come off their second straight really impressive game. They had followed up their 34-point, 500-yard game against Denver with a 42-point win against Indianapolis. They were 3-3. Three and three. And they had a young quarterback in place. And they were starting to show signs that things were starting to take hold. Defense was opportunistic. Running game was looking good. Young quarterback was starting to make some plays. And you thought that maybe they were about to turn the corner. And since that moment, they have been poor to bad to worse to unwatchable. 37-17 to the Vikes, 24-10 to the Bears, 13-6 to the Fish, 41-10 to the Bills. And that performance against the Fish was one that a coach has a lot of trouble surviving. And he followed it up with one where his team did not even show up against a quarterback who's coming off vacation and a team that has been just a laughing stock. And to get beat 41-10 following up what happened the week before is fatal. And I hate getting behind that because I I, I hate when everyone gets brave because they're all on the same side of something. I hate that. I really do. I hate even being involved. So do I think he's going to survive this? I don't. Okay? I don't. Because he needed to back up what happened against Miami with something positive, and instead it got as bad as it could get against a Bill team that they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against, and they don't show up. They get beat every which way. They give up a touchdown on two plays. Bills hadn't had two plays like that in the whole season. Pass play down the field, then a running play. McCoy, that's the first time McCoy had seen open field the entire year. He didn't even know what to do. He thought he was flashing back. And they're in the end zone. And from there, it just got worse. Now, I don't need to hear from Rex Ryan because Rex has got a convenient memory. His last year here, they gave him 40 points to the Bills. 
They got beat 31 nothing by the Chargers. And then they played the Bills, if you remember, when the Bills got snowed in for a week. And they played them in Detroit and got beat 38-3. to And their team didn't lift a damn finger. So, Rex, shut up. You were in the same boat your last year here. Your same boat. So before you tell us how they didn't do this and they didn't do that and how they you know don't ever have a performance like that, you had three performances, I remember, that last year like that, which is why it was your last year. Anyway, went up to Buffalo and got ran out of there. So be quiet. Not about Rex anyway. That's his job to do that right now. But these guys, convenient memory. Because this last year, which was 4-12, and they had that game against Buffalo, which was every bit. Matter of fact, looked like the same game. Reminded me of the same game. Buffalo did whatever they wanted. And they had been snowed in for a week. They hadn't even practiced. They moved the game to Detroit and won it 38-3. to And yesterday, Buffalo could do whatever it wanted. McCown looked like he wanted to be anywhere but on that field. You mean they could hit me? Wait a second. I, what did I sign up for? They could actually hit me? I don't want any part of this. They couldn't get a first down. They couldn't stop the Bills. Bills have running. They're running all over the place. The Bills hadn't shown a lick of offense. Not a lick of offense. And they put up 40 points. And 30 in the first half. Listen, when you follow up a game where your center cannot snap the ball to your quarterback and you leave him in there the whole game and you follow it up with a game where you're playing a team that's 2-7, and seven, which has averaged about six points a game, and that team goes out there and gets 31 in the first half in your building, it's over. It's over. I mean, that's, there's nothing left to decide. It's over. Now the only question is, is McCagnan going with him? I don't know the case. I don't know. I don't know what the Jet hierarchy wants to do. I don't know. But Todd's run his course. I mean, that's all there is to it. At three and seven, if you think it's going to get better, they're going to come off a bye and play a Pat team off a bye that just comes off a loss. Good luck. I mean, first of all, he hates the Jets. Secondly, they're coming off a bye. And third, they just lost. I mean, so it's a triple whammy. So you know what's waiting for you there. So now you put the kid back in. I know it's the Pats. You put the kid back in and you do your best. It's three and seven. They have the Pats twice and the Packers in the last six games. Not going to be pretty. And get ready to back up the truck. The question is, is McCagnan part of the solution or is he still, or is he part of the exit strategy? That's all you need. That's all you're worried about now. That's the only thing that needs to be decided. I have an idea for that team. It's not going to happen. But I, I, I'm telling you, I got a remedy because it's hard to find good coaches now. It really is. And I would love Bruce Arians for this team. 
because they you, this young quarterback needs a guiding hand, an offensive guy, a ballsy guy who can handle New York. He wants to come back and coach. He's bored playing golf and fishing. I know that. He can handle his town. And I'll tell you, you got bowls under contract anyway. The two years they were together and Arians was the head coach and Bowles was the coordinator, they went 10-6 and six and 11-5 and in Arizona. They were a good tandem. They're a proven tandem. Plus, Arians is great with young quarterbacks. And this team needs to have a guy who will make this young quarterback develop and be bold and be aggressive, and that's what you would get with a guy like Arians. Now, he's not the only guy out there, but he'd be good for a couple of years. He really would. And you could leave the defense alone. Now, that's a radical thought. I understand that. But it's a remedy that could work if they'd ever get around to it, but they won't. But it it would work. It really would work well. And Bowles is the type of guy who wouldn't have the ego where he'd be okay with that, I think. He wouldn't have to move. He could keep his salary. He not have to do anything. I don't know what's left on his contract. You have to tell me. I don't remember. Right? Didn't they give him a new deal? Was he have one more after this? After, was he got one more? I think they re-upped him, right? Didn't they re-up him? So then they have one more left after this? Like next year? He has one more year, I think. I think that's what it is. But right now, the rest of this isn't worth even discussing. So we know it's about put Sam back in, try to protect him, try and develop him, see if he can get a couple of wins not getting any more bad habits, and get back to work. Because they looked a lot better with Sam than they looked without him, that's for sure. They were a lot more competitive with him than they were without him, that's for sure. Because yesterday, they didn't play a lick. They didn't play a lick. Soup the nuts, they didn't play a lick. Nobody played a lick. There's no time for that kind of effort. There's no time in this league that's a good time for that kind of effort because that's as bad as it gets. That's, that's, that's on the lowest of the low last night. That's as bad as it possibly gets. So one down against the 2-7 mark, the second one tonight against the 2-7 mark. As I said yesterday, I said, back up the truck if these guys both lose these games. Well, one did and lost it in ugly fashion, and then the other one. And the Giants, as you know, we talked about it yesterday on our Football Sunday show on the Mike's On app. The Giants did something I've never seen before. Before the ninth game of the season, they had cut their starting right tackle, who there was a former first-round pick, and their right guard, who they gave $15 million to in free agency. I have never seen that before in my life. But you, that shows you, that tells you, that screams how bad the offensive line has been. And I keep talking about the quarterback. It shows you. When have anybody ever done that? Cut, cut their right tackle and right guard that they started in week one. One was a first-round pick. The other one they gave $15 million in free agency, and they cut both of them before the ninth game of the season. That speaks volumes. So the Giants await while the Jets, well, you can put a ribbon on it. We'll come back with your jet calls after this.